Hi, I'm Anderson Silver, author of the books Your User's Manual and Volume 2, Your Duality Within. Life is difficult, isn't it? And in today's hyper-connected modern day, it just seems like it's harder than ever before, doesn't it? Well, I'm here to tell you it really doesn't have to be that way. With a little help and guidance from ancient Stoic philosophers, you really can attain an anxiety-free and purposeful life. How do I know? Thanks to Stoicism, I'm one such person who turned his life around, and I'm here to share some of that ancient wisdom with you. Welcome to Stoicism for a Better Life. Hello there. As you know by now, the Stoics were very much focused on death. This focus was meant to be a reflection on the shortness of our own life, as well as the lives of others around us. The goal was twofold. One, not to fear one's own death and entropy. Epicurus sums up this indifference to our own deaths when he says, When death is, I am not. When I am, death is not. Yes, you heard me right, I did quote Epicurus. And yes, he was the founding father of the Stoics' staunchest rivals in the school of Epicureanism. But if there is one thing my Stoic ancestors have taught me, is that truth is to be found everywhere, even in a rival school's teachings. But let me get back to the lesson at hand. The second reason the Stoics were focused on death and impermanence was to have clarity on what we have right here, right now, by embracing the shortness of our time and limitations of what we have. In other words, by recognizing how short our lives are, how short our time here is, how everything and everyone around us will perish, and how we will only have a short time where we can truly work to make the world a better place, well, then we can truly begin to respect this time and opportunity we have and give it the effort it truly deserves. Here's a quote from the Moral Letters of Seneca to Lucilius 101.8. The one who puts the finishing touches on their life each day is never short of time. If you have been listening to this podcast series from the beginning, you know by now that one of the cardinal sins we commit is going about our daily lives without actually acknowledging or believing that we will die. I mean, we, we know it, but kind of conveniently ignore it. This is why one very often sees a change in the life and attitude of someone who has had a near-death experience. These people who face death square in the face accept the uncomfortable and unavoidable truth that death is coming for you real fast. In my first book, Your User's Manual, I share a few examples of this, including the one about the 33 men that were trapped in the mines of Copiapo in Chile in 2010. As they were lying there in the dark, collapsed mines, slowly starving for food and water and air and waiting for death, many of them wrote themselves notes or made themselves promises. They told themselves that they would change the way they live to actually begin to live, as opposed to merely just being alive. Eventually, they were rescued, all 33 of them, and many of those miners did change the way they live. But if they actually changed the way they live, it means they had what it takes to live a better life in them the whole time. Why did they have to wait until a brush with death and a miracle rescue to change their approach to life? 
I mean, they knew their time was limited and running out, even before this brush with death. Yet they went about their daily drudgeries, disregarding the looming death sentence approaching them every day, until one day the Grim Reaper made an up-close and personal appearance. Now the fact that they waited for this brush with death to live their lives the way they wanted to, sounds silly and illogical from where we sit. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. If they could have lived a good life already, why did they have to be scared to death, literally, to actually begin doing what they already could have been doing, what they knew was the right way to live? But lest we forget, we are committing the exact same error. I mean, if you truly believe you're living life to its fullest, that you live a good life worthy of living all the time, and that you make the most of your time knowing full well your death sentence marches towards you every day, then one thing that I can tell you for certain, my friend, is that you are lying to yourself. If you're taking the time to listen to this podcast right now, like the rest of us, you are aware that you have yet more improvements to make on your life and the way you live it. You're still trying to improve. But besides that, I will prove with one question that you are not yet living your life like someone who has 100% accepted they are dying and can very realistically die at any time. Are you ready? Here's the question. Have you ever said that you don't have enough time? Have you ever said, man, I wish I had more time to do X, Y, Z, but I just don't have the time to do it? If your answer is yes, then you are not living a life that accepts your imminent death. To drive this point home, our ancient guides often use the example of a soldier who was about to leave on deployment. Of course, back then, given the nature of how battles were fought, one truly never knew if they were coming home from a battle. In fact, a big part of a soldier's training was to get in the mindset of accepting that they are leaving to meet their death at every battle so as to have the courage to fight. So, as a soldier would get ready to leave their home on deployment, not knowing whether they will return or not, they would get their affairs in order. They would handle their business, they would tell their children they love them, and kiss them as if it were the last time. They would take care of what is important and simply not have any time for quarreling or petty matters. The philosopher, for him, enjoys a long life because he doesn't have to worry over its shortness. What Stoicism tries to teach is something great and supreme and nearly divine, namely a tranquility and calm in the face of death. Seneca knew whereof he spoke, having been all but condemned to death by Caligula in 39 AD and banished by Claudius on a charge of adultery with the emperor's niece a few years later. Eventually, when he was the most important intellectual figure in the Roman world and one of its most powerful administrators, he was forced to commit suicide by Nero in the year 65. It is in relation to the reality of death that one's existence should be structured. Possibly the most harmful feature of contemporary society is the unwillingness to accept this reality and to flee the fact of death. Death is close and getting closer all the time. Correct knowledge of the fact of death makes the mortality of life a matter of contentment. We can feel okay about it, not by adding a limitless time to the life or by expecting an afterlife, 
but by removing the longing for immortality and learning to live in the parameters of the life we are given. So for this exercise, take stock of what you're doing in life, what you spend your time on, what you worry about getting done, and what you wish you could do. Then recognize how short your tenure here is and prioritize your life and your efforts. Remember that death is looming around the corner. Make plans for the future by all means, but don't have priorities that are not in your immediate control. Identify the necessary actions you need to complete and complete them before you end your day because you may not wake up the next morning. Everything else falls into the category of nice-to-haves, as in, it would be nice if I get to do this as well, but it's not necessary for a good life. Do this on a daily basis, and it will give you the discipline to get the important things in life done without complaining that you don't have enough time. And if you identify the key actions and get them done on a daily basis, well, as an added bonus, I guarantee you will sleep better at night. As always, I wish you a wise, tranquil, and productive week. If you want to keep the conversation going, you know where to find me on social media. I'll talk to you guys next time. Remember, virtue is not about perfection, but about trying your best. No matter how big or small that effort might be, just keep working on improving yourself, and by definition, you will be virtuous. Check out my articles and other podcasts. Hey, they just might help you on your journey of self-improvement. You can access them all on patreon.com slash andersonsilver. Follow the page to receive notifications of all my new content, and all of this is absolutely free, of course. I wish you all a productive and tranquil week, and remember, we're all in it together, and we're all rooting for each other.